Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and in this podcast, I will interview the people working in the data center sector and tell their stories. If you are working in the DC sector or you are looking to work in the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by Laura Allwood, trainee project manager at Arcadis. Good afternoon, Laura. Good afternoon. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on today. Really looking forward, obviously, to discussing your career and also taking a bit of a deeper dive into apprenticeships and attracting more talent to the sector. Before we start, do you just want to give a quick introduction of who you are? Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this as well. So I'm, as you've mentioned, a trainee project manager at Arcadis on the degree apprenticeship programme. So I'm studying construction management at university one day a week as part of the apprenticeship and working for the other four days. Excellent. Yeah, which no doubt keeps you very busy. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, I always like to start is to just go back to the beginning. Obviously, you're fairly early on in your career, but if we go right back, you know, school days, what was it that first kind of drew you into project management or engineering or whatever it was as, as a career choice? Well, I only came into the industry three years ago, straight from school. So I am still very, very new. Um, and But it's phenomenal how much you can learn in that time. But what drew me in? Um, I did some work experience in a couple of different companies, Arcadis being one of them. And I just did the job and I thought, wow, this is really fascinating. And I love the construction side of it because that's where I originally went into the project management side as to I can actually help him building building something. And um, I can see my output because I'm quite a visual learner and it, it just really helps me. Um, so that's what fascinated me. And I thought, this is what I wanted to do. School or whatever it was that you chose that work experience. How did that option present itself? Because obviously one, I guess, perception that you have from the outside is that people at school, you know, the younger people don't actually, are not aware of the sector. So how did the opportunity for you to do that experience present itself? So it was actually through my dad. Um, my dad knew somebody that worked for Arcadis and he said, I know this person, do you want to do some work experience with them? And I said, yes. So it's all about who you know. As you mentioned, many people in schools, like my sixth form, didn't know anything about the industry, um, construction or engineering at all. Um, so it's purely my dad that got me into it. Yeah, which is an interesting point, because a lot of, when I talk to most people on this podcast and I ask them how they started their career, even if they're towards the end of their career, a lot of people actually made the decision based on something similar, whether it was a family member who already worked in the sector or, like you say, somebody knew somebody that introduce them to the sector so I guess the kind of the learning from that point is that if more of us are going to schools and are having the conversations with people there's much more chance of people like yourself making the decision to join us in the sector. I completely agree with that if somebody reached out to me in school and said this is a career option I'd be like oh that's fascinating like tell me more but my my sixth form was quite I don't know how to describe it, but it was very set on, like, you will go to university. Um, and there was just a few careers. They didn't really have a broad range of careers. Their careers advisor wasn't the best as such. Um, there's nothing on the school. It's just simply they didn't know the options. So fa- thankfully, like, fortunately, because of my dad, he was like, try this. Maybe we should get your dad to go into more schools to <laughs> introduce more people <laughs> to the sector. Yeah. And what was it about the apprenticeship route that appealed to you? Because again, like, you know, you've just said it yourself. And and when I talk to children at school, there's a lot of pressure still to go to university, despite the fact that, you know, there's a lot of cost associated with it as well. But 
why was it that you felt the apprenticeship route was a better route than going to university and, and taking that direction? I was, it sounds terrible, but I was fed up of learning in an environment where I wasn't applying it to anywhere. And I, I always knew I wanted to do an apprenticeship. I didn't know what in for a while, but throughout my final year of sixth, it was like apprenticeship is the way for me. I just couldn't see myself doing three more years of learning without applying it. And I knew, obviously, most people know the apprenticeship route. You, you're working alongside it. I've learned so much more in the apprenticeship, like actually working than I have at uni, whereas I wouldn't have got that experience at the end. And again, earn while you learn. I can't stress that enough with apprenticeships. It's phenomenal. Totally agree. But do you think, and I'm sure you, you can probably more relate it to the people that are making this decision than myself, that, that the apprenticeship still has a perception that it's not at the same level as a degree. Completely agree. So many people don't understand what you can do with them. I'll come out with five years worth of work experience. Okay, it's taken me five years to do my degree, whereas if I did it full time, it would take me three. But I'm exactly the same as them, but just with the work experience behind me. And people don't understand that. They think it's for people that go into trades, um, more practical hands-on jobs but it's not there's so many things that you can do apprenticeships in now it's phenomenal if you just search it oh I couldn't describe it like there's so many out there I think that goes back to me you know I always say that I'm in my early 40s and when I was at college and yeah you know, everyone went to university pretty much because it was that's what you did and you know I did sports science totally totally irrelevant degree didn't really help me in any form I enjoyed myself but didn't really help my career but yeah. The apprenticeship was exactly what you just said. You, you did an apprenticeship if you couldn't go to university. And I think the perception to the outside world is still slightly stuck in that belief that it's a second choice option, which, it, you know, a big advocate for apprenticeships. It shouldn't be like that. But I think that's up to us, isn't it, to message it out to the people? Definitely. That's why I'm so passionate about it. I'll tell as many people as I can. I'll talk to people at work and I'll say, if your children want to hear about apprenticeships, I'll, I'll come and talk to them. I will happily, like we've got work experience people coming in and I will always speak to them and be like, do an apprenticeship if you can. I, I can't stress how brilliant they are. And yet, as you uh, say, like that perception is there and people need to get rid of it because we don't, we're not there to make tea and coffee. I play such pivotal roles in my projects now. Like I actually have responsibility. I'm three years into my career. I, I never would have thought that three years ago, but we are there and we're a good resource and the company can mould us how they want. Definitely. And, I, and again, a point I always make and raise and probably some of the listeners are bored of me saying it, but a lot of the people I interview on this podcast that have been very successful actually started from an apprenticeship. So I think hopefully that's starting to change the perception for anybody listening that's looking to enter the sector that, you don't have to have a degree when you start. You can obviously do your degree as part of your apprenticeship, but you don't need to go to the university to be successful. There's none of this, you know, degree-educated people are kind of five years ahead of apprenticeships. It's, it's not like that anymore. Not at all. From a data centre perspective, again, like another sort of perception is that people coming into the sector, it's quite confusing, it's hard to understand, it's very technical. How have you found it? working in the sector without that background in anything technical or engineering it was definitely difficult at first I can't lie um I've struggled I've sat there on calls and I've wrote down words like I've got no idea what this is and they start to be like, oh, 
could name so many things I've just sat there like I don't know but what's so brilliant about being an apprentice you can go to someone and turn around and be like hi can you just explain this to me and people are so happy to explain it to you you just need to ask um and you could be sat in a meeting and they'd be talking and you'd be like I'm really sorry I don't understand it because it could probably turn out that you're not the only one thinking that um, a lot of people don't always understand it because they're technical and they're evolving as time goes on. So there's more, there's different technologies out there that not just I don't understand. Probably some of my colleagues that have got several, like many more years experience on me, they don't understand it themselves. Um, it, but yeah, I can't lie. It was difficult to begin with and still difficult now. I've sat in meetings this week going, I've got no idea what this is. But the, there's so many resources out there like you can search on the internet. You can ask someone and brilliant. Uh, exactly. And I think once you get used to the acronyms, you're halfway there, aren't you? Yeah, that's um, the massive, huge part of it. <laughs> well, but everyone finds out a challenge, whether they're you know, coming straight into sector or they're experienced, but from another, you know, from another sector. I think it, it's just very, it's quite unique. And that, but that's no different to whether you're working in oil and gas, energy, nuclear. We've all got our kind of little niches that, that you need to learn when you start your career in the sector. You touched on it briefly there as well about, you know, like the importance of people helping you and, and mentors is another point that I'd just like to highlight because obviously without mentors, people like yourself would find it very difficult to develop their career. So how important have you know those people been in your initial development when you started your role? So important. Um, they're just there. They're, they want to support you and they'll answer all your stupid questions when you're sat there thinking, oh, I've got no idea what this is. And I've sat there in a whole project meeting. I was like, I don't really understand what we're even building at this point. Um, and, and they'll just sit there and they're like, right, it's OK, Laura, don't worry. It's this. And they will. They'll take the time. They'll explain it to you. But they're also so willing to help me develop myself. So doing things like this podcast, my line manager recommended for me to do it. Um, and that's also developing me and getting the word out there as well, which is so important and encouraging people. But yeah. Do you um, think from being on your side that people in the sector are aware of how important it is because of the growth and because of the shortage that we do spend time developing people like yourself to kind of fill the shoes of the people that are seem to be leaving the sector? I think some people understand the importance. Some people are like, we've got a job to do, we've just got to crack on. But then some people are like, actually, yes, as you say, they need to fill our shoes. We are the future, as cliche as it kind of sounds, but we are. You need someone to come in, you need to train them up and you need to, if that's how you want the industry to be run, you need to tell someone and pass on that knowledge and make sure that, yes, it is run the same. Uh, definitely. And another point that... A lot of people make and you can kind of you know <laughs> approve or deny this one but they say that they're very open to new ideas and people coming into the sector that actually have a different way of thinking how have you found it being able to have a voice i suppose to actually be able to you know question and challenge what's happening and try and bring fresh ideas to to the sector i don't think it's potentially as easy as, as they make it out to be sometimes I know I struggled I'm still trying to learn about the sector so I've not had many fresh ideas anyway um all I can bring is my perspective as a young person um so that hasn't helped as such but it, yeah a lot of the clients when you're working for them they're very set in their ways they're like this is what we want please deliver it um so to try and push your ideas it's a bit like oh how, how do we do that 
A lot of that goes to just the growth, doesn't it? Like the sector. And again, it's always, it is a catch-22 situation. And I appreciate that, that the sector's growing so quickly that these clients, you know, the, the ones at the end of the supply chain, they, they kind of have a necessity and a need for what they want and quickly. And that means that it's harder, like you say, to actually implement fresh ideas sometimes because the demand is there. You kind of need that period for it to settle down a little bit so everyone can start to question how we've been doing it and where we could do it better. Definitely. And also sticking to budgets as well with clients. They often, they want it now, they want it quickly and they want it cheaply. Um, and there's not much else you can do. You can suggest, but they'll be like, no, this is what we want. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's it. Another, obviously on talent, it's something I wanted to speak to you about because I know you obviously we covered it a bit already, but we need more people like yourself in the sector and you know we all talk about it and some of us do stuff and some don't and it's just about how can we attract more people so I just wanted your views really but what do you think people like myself and others in the industry need to do to be able to attract more young people to the world of data centers it's about going into schools and almost changing the curriculum to tell them this is what a data center is you use it on a daily basis. We, people can't function without them and they don't realise that. The amount of people that I'll talk to my age that have all gone off to uni, I'm like, oh, work in data centres. They, they don't know what it is. And people need to know what a data centre is to be able to understand that there's an industry around it. And there's so many careers within it. I'm in the construction of it, but there's so many careers in running it and the engineering and it's, it's endless amount of careers I could go on. It's about going into schools and even universities. For example, my university course, we mainly cover like commercial projects, like houses and schools, um, really simple things. And I was sat there in a lecture once and I turned around, I was like, what about data centres? They're like, what? They just didn't have a clue. And it's like, well, you should be teaching this. It's a huge part of construction. They've got to be built. There's the demand for them. So why aren't we talking about them in like learning settings? That's where it begins, I think. I totally agree. Do you find that when you do talk to people that you know, whether they are kind of in a related sex, so people on your course or you know children at school, whatever it might be, that they're actually excited by it rather than see it as a bit scary? They find it quite fascinating because you tell them what the cloud is and then they go, wow, it's not a big fluffy white cloud in the sky. And it's amazing the amount of people that have said that. I have a great line that I've heard from somebody at work. It's, um, I build the home where the internet lives. And I'll continue to use that throughout the rest of my career um, because it basically explains it to people, but they, they do find it fascinating. And okay, I probably can bore people to death with what a data centre is because I tell them all the time. But they do need to know. And then they're like, oh, so that's where this comes from. Do you think that... Again, someone like yourself taking the message, because you're relatable, you're a similar age, you know, you've, you've been on that journey, has a bigger impact than, say, let's use myself as an example, someone like myself going into a school and, you know, talking about it. Do you think it, it's important that they can see that you can make the steps that you've made to be successful? Definitely. You just need people. To be fair, it doesn't really matter who goes in. Yes, I think it would help sometimes having younger people like, yes, we're in the industry. It's it's a form of technology. So many people know they want a career in technology, but not which part. This is technology. You can't deny it. It's some of the most important technology going. Um, so 
Definitely. But I think just if anyone can get into schools and tell them about data centres, it should. I'd like to think it would make a difference. No, definitely. And, you know, and I've done it and I think it's a lot easier than people think as well. I think there's that all schools, you know, it's hard to get into schools. I guarantee you that if you offer to help, schools will open the door to you. You know, they're, they're crying out for help from a careers perspective because like you touched on earlier, the, the careers advice and guidance let's be honest, it's not great and it's very antiquated and it's probably been the same. I left school quite a while ago and I've no doubt it's not really changed much. So if people can go in and help, they will open the doors to you. So to definitely reach out to your schools if you've got the time. Yeah, that's a big thing, time. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, yeah, and that's it. And I again, I appreciate that. And I think, but I think we can all spend a little time. You know, we've all got a few hours in the year that we can, uh, we can share. And um. Do you think then, like, if we are doing more, that people like yourself will consider the sector as a career? Do you think it's attractive to people if if we get the message out there? Definitely. It's it's such a fascinating industry. It's good to know where everything comes from and then where it's stored and, and what happens with, like, your data generally. And like the, there are emerging technologies out there. And, OK, it might be a bit difficult now to get ideas into the industry, but as people move up in the industry and new faces come in, yes, new ideas will come. And we need people, like young people, to come in with all these fresh ideas that have had different lives, so they've got different perspectives. Yeah, exactly. It's that, and I think that's a key point. It's about having that different perspective in the sector because we are, you know, a lot of us are very similar. And, you know, we, I've talked about this before on the podcast. You know, when you go to an event, it is mainly middle-aged white males <laughs> Let, let's be honest it is people in my demographic or you know or older and we, we kind of need to change that there's definitely more young people now and there's definitely more females but we just need to keep keep pushing and, and try and attract more people to the sector um finally on kind of the young people and another point that people raise myself and i raise with people as well is i do a lot of branding and a lot of my branding is on linkedin but you know are we on the right platforms do we need to be on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, anything else that's sprung up in the last few years that I'm not aware of. Do you think we need to take more marketing to the young people? Definitely. Most people my age will only have LinkedIn if they find a need. I only really got LinkedIn when I was just getting started into my career. Um, So not many people my age will actually have it. Whereas Instagram, I can pretty much tell you everybody my age and younger has Instagram and TikTok. There's, there's no denying it and yes it can be difficult to break through in the market with so many of the influencers out there because they're like oh something new but I do think if possible definitely you've got to get the branding out there LinkedIn is it's a great place to start I think sometimes to attract younger people you are going to have to branch further afield and people that have never considered it because you almost have to have considered it on LinkedIn for it to pop up it doesn't work the same I know I, I'm no expert in social media but I know all there's all the algorithms um, and things will pop up and I'm not quite sure how LinkedIn works in that sense, but you need to have some sort of an interest or a connection within data centers for it to come up. Yeah, exactly. And do you think that, uh, again, I don't know the answer to this, that people like yourself or, or, or younger are actually using those platforms, not LinkedIn, to, to look for work? Will, you, will they use Instagram to find work or follow interests that they potentially see as a career? I'd like to think they would, the amount of people that want to become influencers now. If influencers could get a hold on data centres, I'm sure we'd attract many more people into the industry. 
Um, that, is, that, that is a good point though, isn't it? Like, you know, how do you position the marketing, I guess, is, is what that means. How do you position the sector to get to the right people? It's, yeah. you know, like talking about what it does. And I always say, you know, you mentioned it earlier and I totally agree. You know, they sell what we do rather than the product. Yes, the products are building, but the impact the building has is what we should be selling, not the building. So I guess if we could in some way get that message to somebody with some influence to the masses, it would definitely have an impact. Completely agree. Interesting. I have to leave that one with me. I'll try, try and work out a solution for that one. Um, another point I wanted to touch on, obviously, is, is diversity. You know, you obviously you're a young person in the sector. You're also a female in the sector, and it is a very male-dominated sector. So, I just wanted to get your experiences from that perspective as well. Like, how have you found it? You know, coming into what is a male-dominated sector, and what do you think we need to do? to make it a more attractive place for females? It's, I've not faced many problems. I think I've been quite fortunate with Arcadis because there are a few women in there, but you're completely right. It's so male dominated. I was sat in a meeting on Monday and there was 15 of us in the room and then about four on Zoom and there was four females in that whole group. And it shouldn't be like that. Um, We should be getting more people into the industry in all aspects, Um, definitely. I, I wish I could have a magic wand and say I knew the solution to get women in. Um, it, it's just about kind of breaking the stereotypes and telling girls like, yes, you can go into technology because often girls are looking like, oh, that's not a career for me. And I think there are stereotypes in so many jobs and construction, especially on my behalf. A girl going into construction, you're like, what are you doing? You can't do construction. It's like, no, 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 it's it's perfectly acceptable. It's a fascinating career and it's definitely something that needs to be done, but I don't know a solution, unfortunately. No, but you touched on a good point there, though, where it, it, it's a common, you know, we always say about data centres, it's kind of like a combination of engineering, IT and construction, isn't it? So like technology, construction, both perception, very male dominated, you know, so you can understand why to a female it'd be quite daunting and maybe not a choice that they would deliberately make. Um but that comes back to us, doesn't it? And that that perception is something that's probably from about twenty years ago, where that's kind of that was true. You know, it was that was a reality. And when I made my career choice, whenever that was, it it that was a reality. Because now it's not. But unless we tell people and use people like yourself as role models to say you can do it, how how else are they going to know? They're not going to know, are they? Yeah, completely agree. So again, it goes back to us, doesn't it? Doing something, you know, and actually going to schools and colleges, universities and branding the sector as a welcoming sector. And I don't think it does a bad job, to be fair, but, you know, we can always do more. Definitely. um, Another question I wanted to ask was, obviously, there's a lot we need to do around talent. But, you know, if there was one thing, if you had, and you said it earlier, if you had a magic wand, you know, what, what would you do? to change if you could change something now that would attract more people what would it be I think as I've mentioned earlier get into schools get into unis just tell people about the industry tell people what what a data center is and just gain that interest early but also another thing that's quite fascinating is obviously Arcadis we do quite a lot of work in data centers I can talk to some of my other colleagues that work for Arcadis and they have no idea what a data center is and it's like your company works on the projects. So it's also about spreading the word within the companies because 
I could tell somebody like, yes, this is what I'm doing. And they're doing, for example, one of the other apprentices that joined at a similar time to me, they've got no idea what data centres are, but they might turn around in a couple of years and be like, actually, that's something I want to do. So it's not just schools, it's raising awareness in businesses that have like so many sectors such as Arcadis and saying, this is what we do. We'd love for you to join us. Yeah, and I know a lot of companies now have kind of like internal sort of education schemes where they'll like, they're, you know, like the, let's say the buildings department will, will, will have a lecture with the data centre department about what they do and why they do it. And I think, yeah, it's a good point that if we're actually sharing the knowledge within our, our own organisations, that's only going to help increase more people that know about the sector who will hopefully tell someone else and that kind of follows the chain, doesn't it? Definitely. And hopefully if it's people with children, they can pass the information on to their children because I think parents are so influential in like the career you choose. Often for me, my dad got me into the industry. He's not quite in the same industry, but he got me in. And it's like, well, we need to get the people like them to know about it, to pass it on. Even if they're not in it themselves, they can still pass the information on. Yeah, and I found when, when I've gone into schools and I've found the same thing that the, the, the children I speak to have a very little kind of knowledge of what careers are available to them and they feel pressured to make a decision as well like I need to know what career I want because that's what my teachers are telling me and we say no you don't you know just find something you're passionate about and go with that and your career will find you eventually but yeah it's true that we only really know what we know and, and unless there's somebody from the outside coming in and, and educating us we, we can't choose something that we don't know exists exactly and yes maybe in 10 years there'll be careers out there that don't exist now but while the careers are there now we need to be telling them about people that don't know what they are yeah definitely and I know we touched on it as well like earlier about a young person's network and you know that like Adele D'Souza putting together something that kind of brings you more young people together in a network which is definitely something the sector needs do you think that something along those lines sort of part of the role of that network would be to go and get more young people, bring them into the sector and kind of use all your experiences and your knowledge to go to the universities, go to the schools and, and draw more people in. Definitely. That'd be such a good use of the network as well as helping young professionals such as myself who do have very little knowledge. And it's scary going to the events because you go and you're like, I don't know anyone. And you'd use the network to do that. But also, as you say, yeah, using that network and saying, right, there's these schools in my local area. I can go in on these days and tell them about the industry. This is what I'm doing. What are you doing? And sharing that knowledge between you all to be able to promote it and find in the best way that gets through to children. Definitely. And I'd say on events, you know, and I, I think it might have been Adele that mentioned it on, on the, when I interviewed her on this podcast that, if you do see a young person at an event, go and talk to them, you know, <laughs> rather than leave them kind of just sat there, you know, wondering what's going on and trying to get, you know, we all say we want to help people. So if you do see someone at an event that, you know, not necessarily young, but somebody that looks a bit kind of lost, I guess, go and put, you know, go and give them a pat on the shoulder and say, you know, can I help you at all? And hopefully that will help encourage more people coming into the sector as well. Definitely. It is so scary, especially being young. You're like, oh, I don't know what to say. And you, you feel like you don't know anything. So if someone talks to you, like, oh, I can't say anything. So if people did come up to us, that would be so fascinating. They're just asking, they're like, oh, what do you do? Because I love to tell people what I do. I just want someone to give me that opportunity to tell them. 
Definitely. So hopefully, hopefully more people will do that now we've raised that point. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed that chat. You know, your passion is great, I think. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're happy to share your story because I know it'll help. It'll help. I always say, you know, if, if these conversations help at least one person, then we've, we've done a good job, haven't we? Before we close up, just a couple of questions that I'm asking everyone. Um, I kind of ask everyone for their predictions over the next 12 months. You know, that can be data center related or talent related or anything you like, but have you got anything that you think will happen in the sector or you'd like to happen in the sector over the next 12 months? I know I'd like to see more apprentices in the sector. Um, I can't say that will happen. I think there's some work to do and there's some branding, as you say, and promotion of it, but that's what I'd like to think would happen and more young people and just getting everybody involved. And I'd love to see more people knowing what data centers are just in general. Totally agree. And what, what I will say on apprenticeships is there's a lot more apprenticeship schemes now than there were even a couple of years ago. We are definitely seeing a, a, a larger investment in it and hopefully that continues and fingers crossed companies will are now seeing the value of it and they're, they're pushing it harder. So hopefully more will join that kind of apprenticeship revolution and, and we'll have more people like yourself in the sector soon. Final question, and then uh, I'll leave you to your day. But if you could give one piece of advice to anyone looking to work in the sector, what would it be? Go for it. It is such a fascinating sector. Um, There's so many new challenges each day that you'll face. There's so many new solutions that need to be created. We want your ideas. We want you to come in. It doesn't matter what level of experience you've got. Go for it. I'm working in there now, and I came in with literally no experience straight from school. And now I absolutely love it. I've got responsibility. I'm running my own sections of the projects. And yeah, there's so many opportunities within data centres. Just do it. Totally agree. And it's, and it's a bit of advice that a lot of people give, which is just do it. And I think, but sometimes you need someone to say it, don't you? Like, just yeah. do it. Don't stop thinking about it. Don't worry about it. It's not as scary as it looks. You know, just get involved and come and help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you just need that little push to be like, yes, you can do it it will bring you so many opportunities. Exactly. And I'm sure if anyone out there is listening and they need that little push, you're happy to have a chat with them and give them a push. More than happy. I'll talk to anybody. <laughs> definitely. No problem. Excellent. Well, I say I really enjoyed that chat. I'm, I'm sure it will definitely help a lot of people that are looking to get into the sector. And like I said, if anyone's got any questions, wants to know more, you know, feel free to reach out to Laura or myself or whatever, whoever it is. And hopefully we can help you in your career in the sector. Thanks for your time today, Laura, and we'll speak again soon. Thank you very much for having me. Speak soon.